Bokar Tov, we are continuing in the Navi, in the book of Shofetim. Uh, we are in the seventh chapter. Now, the seventh chapter is still in the story of Gidon. The story of Gidon is a long one. And so far, what we've seen is Gidon has this characteristic. He's, he's up against Midian and Amalek and the people of Bnei Kedem. And it's a very difficult time for Bnei Israel. And the angel comes to him and tells him, you lead Bnei Israel." He has his doubts, which kind of reminded us of Moshe Rabbeinu. But he ends up accepting and the, the Malach basically proves him that he's an angel by him doing a miracle. And then uh, the, the angel told him to go destroy the altar of Baal that's in your father's home. Now what the reason that's telling is because, first of all, when Gidon went to do it, he had to do it at night because he was scared to go in the day. And what that tells you is that the people of Israel are so insistent on worshipping their Baal that this is a pretty bad time. It's a pretty bad spiritual state. And all the people were serving Baal. Because we're on like a downhill from the... Yeah, the, we're, we're, exactly. We're on like kind of like a downhill from the previous judges' times when, when people were a little bit better. But he goes and he destroys it and there's like a funny scene in which the people come and say, Hey, Gidon's father, Yoash, go and kill Gidon or something. And he says, let Baal kill him. If Baal is a god, then let him kill Gidon. And everybody's like, okay, fine. We, it's, it, we can't really... If we go and kill Gidon, then we're, sh- we're, we're proving basically that we don't believe in this, this God. Okay? So that was a, a funny th- situation. And then... Um, Is this our first encounter into Am Yisrael worshiping Abu Lazara in the Masses, in Navi? Oh, in Navi. Since Yahushua? Is this the first? It could be. I mean, in the Torah we see it. No, of course you see it there. But in, as a nation no, Yoshua, in Israel, Yoshua, there was none of it. Is a nation in Israel. Uh, Devorah, we, I mean, they, they, it says, Vayasu b'nei sal tarak b'nei Adonai. But we don't know, we assume, we assume it's going to be Abu Dhabi. It has to be Abu Dhabi, to be honest. Because there wasn't really... Because that's the most fundamental sin of living in Eretz Kena'an amongst the Canaanites. Mm-hmm. So, n- now, they go and, and all of the enemy of the Jewish people, the Midianites, the Amalekites, the, the B'nei Kedem, were encamped at the Jezreel Valley. And Gidon approaches and... Gidon, as we've seen, he has a lot of doubts. He always has doubts. So even at the beginning, he had doubts about his ability. Then he had doubts if the angel was an angel, so he asked for a miracle. Then he had doubts if, he can, if, he's, going to be pun- if he's going to be killed by his father's the, the people. So he went at night. He didn't go in the day like a confident person would. And now he goes and he asks God for one more miracle to prove that God is actually with him. And every step of the way, Gidon is going to need like the hand-holding of Hashem. He asks him, he says, there is this piece of wool. I'm going to put it in the threshing floor. Make it so that only the wool becomes wet and the threshing floor is dry. And God, the next morning he wakes up and the dew only went on the wool and not on the threshing floor. He says, okay, now I want the threshing floor to be wet and I want the wool to be dry. So he goes and he puts the wool there and the threshing floor is wet and the wool is dry. And, then that, and the fact that God could allocate the dew of the morning to wherever he wants was proof to Gidon that God is with him. Okay, so it was a, asking for more proof. He keeps asking for more proof. It's like because he's checking. He almost has like OCD a little bit. Okay, so... so you just want to make sure it's like God and not... Like, yeah, you know, like, like when the, the person is like never sure his hands are really clean. So he keeps washing. Mm-hmm. So that's like Gidon. He's like never sure God is with him. He's like, the second God, like, the miracle's not happening. He's like, oh, wait, maybe he left me. So he needs another miracle. So then, so chapter 7 opened up with Gidon gathering 30 plus thousand men. And, uh, and in the previous, at the end of the previous chapter, he gathers like 30 plus thousand men. And then, uh, no, sorry, chapter 7 opens up with him gathering 30 plus thousand men. And then 
God says, I don't want all 30,000 men because if you have so many men, then you're going to come and say that we are the ones who won the battle against Midian and not Hashem. So, which is a classic sin or classic mistake that people could make. So then, even till today, exactly. So, so, uh, so God tells Gidon, I need you to get rid of a lot of the men that you brought with you so that you do not make that mistake. So that's where we are in chapter 7. There are too many people with you for me to give me done to them. Then Israel is going to say, My hands have saved me. Uses the same thing. Yeah. Now call in the ears of the people and say, Who is afraid and scared? Should get up in the morning and go from Haragilad, from where we are encamped. Twenty-two-thousand men were too scared, and ten thousand remained. That's really that's really crazy. Too scared, meaning meaning they were scared of war. Slightest fear, or genuinely scared. I don't know. Scared, scared, scared. Twenty-two thousand soldiers is a horrible war to fight. If majority, if to begin with, right? Why is there no morale? There's no morale. It's it's a state of Am Israel. There's it's no like, leadership, that's why. There's no leadership. They're all doing Abu Dazara. They're probably yeah. not confident. And they, they, they don't even know. They're all escaping They're all like... By the way, these people, the these soldiers, what? You think these, these, worship, these people are all uh, of the Hashem right now? These people are all worshipping Baal. We're going to see that they're worshipping Baal in the next part of the phase. Yeah. Okay, there are 10,000 left. And all of a sudden, by Yomer Adonai Gidon, Od Ha'amrav, there's still too many people. 10,000 is too much. Bring them down to the water and I'll purify them. Meaning I'll, I'll, only, I'll get rid of the, the bad ones for you. Yeah, like Soref Kesef. It's, it's when, you, when you burn down the silver to its component parts, you're able to separate out the... the they used to stick like um, non-silver metals inside their silver coins to make them heavier. Right, so if you wanted to purify the silver, you have to burn it down to its pieces again, and then you'd be able to separate it once. Like it's, once it's, you, know, you have to melt it, yeah, exactly, and then you'd be able to separate it again. So he's like, that's using the same word as that process. Okay, so I'll purify out, I'll take out the, the bad of Israel, and then who vehaya asher omar alecha, and the one I say zeyeh lechitach, this one shall go with you to war. Who yelechitach? Kol asher omar alecha zeyeh lo yelechimah. Who lo yelech? Whoever I say shall not go with you will not go. He brings the people down to the water, to the place where he's going to make this decision. Anybody who uh, licks from the water with his tongue like a dog licks, separate him separate, put him separate. Anybody who bends down on their knees. Okay? And the people who the people who brought from their hands to their mouth were Shlosh Meltish, only three hundred people. The whole Yetaraan Kareu al Bigtem Lishum and the rest of the way of serving. Uh, uh, wait, the whole and the rest of the people would bend on their knees in order to drink the water from the water directly. So what was this what was this uh, showing? Was? No, it was, yeah, but you, your first thing you said was correct. The, the people that were used to serving Baal were used to prostrating themselves in the way of the service of Baal. Wow. So by going on their knees to drinking, drinking the water from the water and bending that low, it, it, they would only do it if they were very, very used to bending that low in prostration. 
the people who brought the water up to their mouth were doing it in a more dignified way. First of all, it's not like the not like a dog. a dog licks from the water. They're doing it in a more dignified way, and also clearly we're not used to bending over that low in bowing down to the baal. So this way he's getting rid of all the, the baal worshippers from the camp. And how many are there? Three hundred only. Three hundred only that weren't the baal oh. worshipping types. So from the camp of thirty plus thousand, there are barely any Jews that are clean. Okay. With the 300 people who brought the water up, I will save you. And everybody else will go back to their place. They took all these 300 men, they took the rest of the food from the rest of the people. Uh, and they took their shofarot, they took the other people's, they took their horns. So now like 300 men have all of the horns for the whole camp. Okay. Uh, and the rest of the people he sent to their tents. The 300 people he maintained. And now in the meantime, Midian is, on, is down in the valley. So notice the, the stage that's being set up is that 300 men have a lot of shofars. They have shofars that were equivalent of how many shofars you'd need for 30,000 people. Okay, and that's going to be that's the story of tomorrow. Baruch Adonai. Baruch Adonai. Amen. The way they 